0: Good morning, everybody. Sorry, a little bit late. Davening took a little bit more. Here, let's give these out. Today, our learning is is sponsored by uh, the dearest person in the world by Susan Cates, and it's her birthday and um in memory of her uh, for of her dear husband Dan Mordechai Ben Nachum. So. As you all know todays today's a big day today's uh, today's a day of, of, uh, of so many different things of so many different emotions of different levels of celebration of, of uh, introspection of I don't know just uh, I, I, every year I feel like you could add a lot you know more words to what this day is because it just keeps on getting bigger and deeper the day of, of the passing of the rabbisish. 29 years did everyone get? It? Everyone got? It? Okay. Okay, great. And um I obviously the way that you know that that you always mechavan strong to the nikud of this day is through the Torah of the tzaddik that the that the tzaddik gave in, in in this in this lifetime. What's amazing is that it's it's what I what I would have liked to discuss if it wasn't if it wasn't like learning would be about this, like leadership, and what it would mean to have a to have a rebbe. What does it mean to have a shepherd? So thank God he does that for us. The rebbe does that for us throughout Parsha Slukas. because in our Parsha I want to learn it in the context of the Parsha, because in our Parsha, it's a whole Torah from Rebbelele Ager. It's really the beginning of saying goodbye to any form of leadership that we have, because Miriam passes away, Aaron passes away, Moshe Rabbeinu hits the rock. So we kind of, as a nation, now we know oh, he's not going to be with us because he's told, <speaking in Hebrew> So there's almost, it's almost this preparation of saying, well, what do you do in a world when your leaders aren't physically with you anymore? And I don't know any if anyone else in this room, probably not in this room, but most of us that have a, a Kesher and Yitzkashus to the Rebbe, it, it's not because we spent so much time there and there was a, you know, there was a, a, a dollars or yechidus or, you know, we grew up there and or we were families of shluchim or we were shluchim. It's more this thing of we've, we've, we're born into this reality of feeling so close to someone that we never, we were never around. And yet we feel so close and you even say, you could even say, man, I, I, I miss the yeah. Rebbe so much. And they so say, well, how do you miss someone that you never had, Right. It's a very interesting thing. By the Rebbe it's so big, this day of ga'aguim, this day of missing, the day of, of longing. It's such, an, it's, such a, it's such an interesting seemingly paradox, but it's it's really not. It's really, really not. So what I want us to see inside is well, I said there's two sides to these this page, right? Which one? Yes. Um one second. Okay. If you, you see the one where it says, on the top of the page? So, let's, let's meet ourselves in the parsha right before we start to find out that we're going to be lacking leadership. Is it too cold for everyone in here? You could t- t- tune, yes. tune the fan down a little bit. Thank you, Shoshana. This is very... This is very um, just, it's just a, a warm hug from the Rebbe. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. It's like a warm hug. So the Pasuk says, Veloya Maim Laida. The, the, suddenly Miriam passes away. Does anyone know what day it was? With the yard of Miriam Anavia? It's interesting. It's a day before the Rebbe's birthday, Yud Nisan. Miriam passes away, Yud Nisan. Veloya Maim Laida. Mikan, Rashi says, Shekol Arbaim Shana Ayalem beer Miriam. What do we understand from this? We know that there were three miracles that took place to Am Yisrael throughout the desert that they had. We're going to go through all three of them. But the one about having water with us, Be'erah Shel means that the 40 years that we were in the desert, when we had water, it was all B'sechus Miriam Hanaviyah. She passes away. The Pasuk tells us, The Rebbe says like this, we see that right after Miriam passes away, the immediate result was that there's no more water for Ami Israel. And then when Aaron dies, the clouds of glory that were that were escorting us through the desert, they ceased to be. And then the next Pasuk is. About Amalek. Umiyat ba Amalek li lachem The pasuk says, "By Ishma knani Melech Arad Yosef and Negev." Then Chazal metzaynim beiksheze, because the cloud that came down on the Am in Midbar Aaron. So the cloud was the scotus of Aaron. Be'er ha'maim, that the day in Bnei Miriam. Now the third thing, Haman, the man. So the three siblings here are providing all sustenance for Am Yisrael throughout the desert. That's a, just think about that for something for a second. Two brothers and a sister are basically providing all the sustenance for a whole nation while they're in a very vulnerable state of being. So one of the things that just popped into my head was that throughout the Torah, we're always we're always looking for a tikkun regarding sibling rivalry from the first two siblings that one killed the other, right? The first two siblings that exist, one killed the other. From there, we're seeing throughout the whole Torah, it's, it's, it's a family, not just a family, but siblings trying to get along, trying to fix it. And we get a big scare at the end of Baalosah. We get a big scare that in this family also, the Ben Amrams, it's going to be, it's going to be bad again. And Baruch Hashem, we see when you're in Panimia Torah, it was exactly the opposite. It was like the deepest love and respect, which was the result of how Miriam even ended up with the Tzarat in the first place. And even throwing Aaron into the mix of why he gets punished also for hitting the rock even though he didn't. There's so much Panimia on this. One of the things I saw is that Aaron Cohen was basically begging Hashem right before he was about to punish Maishu Rabbeinu. He said, put me in this punishment too i can't let my brother go down alone mm-hmm. so the siblings here these three siblings it's just like an amazing thing of them getting together now you think about it every parent's dream is not just that everything should be good for their children but that their children should get along mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it should be a much louder amen for them that right? yeah. that's like uh that the, that the siblings should get along so it's really, you know, these Moshe, these, Rabbeinu, these, Aaron, a coin, Miriam, and Evia, they're nachas machines. Te'ochevel and Um And again, in this chus, like whenever we think, I always think about this, like, we're reading the, these titles, Moshe provided the manna. Aaron, the coin, that provided the ananim. Miriam provided the water. Can you imagine what their parents must have been, must have been thinking about them? But I don't know if they're alive. I, I don't think they're alive over here, but what an amazing, amazing moment! What an amazing thing! Interesting. I'm sorry. Really interesting you should be right? sorry for sharing that, Torah. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that, that. they're each one is unique, right? Like we, we have to recognize that about our children also. That each one has their own special talents and yeah, abilities and strengths. Yeah, good. Just like you know, it wasn't like two of them did the same right. thing. Right. Each one, they're very different aspects of the life in the midbar. Okay. Came that's very important. That's good. That's good. So this is interesting. So what ended up happening, when Aaron and Miriam died, then the Ananea Kavod and the Be'er of Miriam left them, but then they returned in the schools of Moshe Rabbeinu who was still alive. One thing we know definitely about Moshe Rabbeinu dying is that when they go into Eretz Yisrael, there is no mana coming down from heaven. Right? But it's an interesting thing over here. Just point and keep this in mind: when the ananim the and the water stopped upon the death of the people that were basically bringing it down, but then it comes back in the list of Moshe Rabbeinu. Haman, ananei akvod ube'er boshat psisim shel adam. These three elements provided three essential needs, basic needs of a person what is what is the mana it's nutrition it's food that is basically gets sponged up into the body of a person it becomes our blood it becomes our flesh that's what the mana ended up becoming so it's like inside of the inside right Ananeakavod The clouds of glory provided for us protection from outside. Hembalmu et They blocked the balmu means to block the wild the wild winds of the desert. Veishru et It straightened the paths for us to know how to walk. And it also, we had every mother's and woman's dream, we had a natural washing machine that was taking place all the time. And then the, the well gave the water. The it, water itself does not provide nutrition. The Rebbe says, but what do they do? They provide us with the essential fluids in order for the nutrition, for the food, to find its way through all different bones, all different areas in our body. So again, the man becomes part of us. The ananea kavod is a magen. The water helps the man. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to say it. And the Rebbe in his his genius mastery of everything, that's always in the context of learning, says like this. You can see already where he's going. It's so beautiful. I'm sorry, did we... So these three aspects exist also in Torah. There's there's an an element of Torah that gets into our, it it penetrates into our insides and it literally satiates our soul. That's what? Which one is that? The man. There's a man. The Torah has the the koyach to protect us from the wild winds that are always blowing outside. What's that? Anan. But the Torah has a way of reaching every area and every detail, like the water enabled the man to reach in every every detail in every area. I mean, we should believe this. When we're learning Torah, the Chochma Elokit, the infinite, supernal, godly wisdom, it it infiltrates into our hearts and our minds, and it becomes part of us. Just like the food that we eat, it becomes part of us. The Torah that we learn becomes part of us. The biology class that we went to, the information we absorbed there, does not become part of us. History classes, does not become part of our essence unless it's in the context of, of, of learning, learning L'Shem Shamaim Torah. And in that context, history, the historical context, any, any subject, architecture, you could say, oh, I, I dream about it, it doesn't become part of you. Torah, the wisdom of the Torah, the learning, the absorbing of the Torah, it becomes, it becomes who we are. It's not just another element. It becomes part of our blood. It becomes part of our flesh. K'Shem mitmazeg Just like food, mitmazeg. How do you say how would you say mitmazeg? Kind of. It, it means more than that. That's, that's probably closer, yeah, yeah. That it becomes synthesized with the body. mishumkach therefore, no one's equal when it comes to learning Torah. There are those that can learn a lot; they, they could they could understand a lot, they, and with a deep level of understanding. And there's another person. They can't really understand the depths of the matter, but they understand it in a very broad context. Something that needs to be absorbed in the inner chambers of a person is dependent on how much a person can absorb, each person. So, it's beautiful how the you know, like, and it's not just another person. Like, right? Like, it's always... With the is, you know. Always, always. So he's saying it's, it's your chaver, but it's not, it's not necessarily means that you're going to understand it the same way. It's not going to be that you're receiving it the same way. Why? And we see this. There are people... You take two different people. One of them, and you give them the same dish. And you see that they're... Absorption of it, their consumption, their consuming of the food is different. Uh-huh. One can't, for whatever it is, every, every person's different. Absolutely. What's that? Absolutely. I mean, you can sit in the same shir with people, you could be learning the same exact thing, and you could be receiving two completely different dishes. That's possible. Yeshbatora gama koach lit moded in kolk shaye haolam. To be able to deal with any problem in the world you could find the help from it from the Torah every single year without any difference of who they are and what their uh, what their level of, of comprehension is is connected to the Torah and every person can find within the Torah a safe place, a guarding a, a, a guarding element. a On this level, the Torah is like the clouds of glory, protecting. He may it straightens our way of life for us. kol and it removes any any burdening, any disrupt any any disruption, anything, and it's you know. When you see people that their learning is mamish on, you, you, there's such an envy. You know why? What's the envy? What do, what, what do they look like? What is their light that they bring into a room? What does their fragrance smell like? It just smells like I'm focused. I'm moving. I'm growing. And all the craziness of the world, it just doesn't, it doesn't touch me. It doesn't bother me. I'm 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 simply marching with with giants with me. I have Abaya and Rava, I have the Rambam, I have the Pnei Yeshu, I have the Gra, I have the Balshemto. I just have them with me on my journey. They're living, uh, they they are living like you know those guys when you, when the, when the plane lands and you have those guys on the runway. What, the, what are they called? you know what they have like those two orange things, right? Like it's like they they. When you learn a Rebbe and you, you, learn, you learn a tzaddik, you learn a tana, you learn an Amorah, you literally feel like they're telling you, they may aderech. And you're not lost on a foggy runway. That's what the Torah is doing for this. Is The Rebbe says what Amanei Kavod is all about. HaDavar so the third thing that the Torah has, HuZgulas Hamayim Sheba, is this element of water that it has. Like the Tanya teaches us, like the nature of water is to descend from a very high place to reach the lowest places, to reach anywhere. So too, the Torah is like the water where it came, Did anything in this world ever appear from a higher place than the Torah did, than from heaven, from Shemaim? That's the Torah too, to reach every single place. There are people that say, no, since it's so holy, you can't, it, it can only stay if you become that holy, then it has. Then you have access to the Torah. And the Torah is really emphasizing in the beginning over there, is saying, the more something is higher, the more it could reach anything without ever Getting touched, right? Meaning, but without ever being disconnected because it's staying in its, in its original element over there, right? And you have to believe in the Torah. Like, believing in the Torah is a big thing. It's not a simple thing. Literally, believing in the Koich of the Torah. So the Rebbe says, in a manner that each one in Am Yisrael could learn. And every single person in Amisrael can absorb within them specific inyanim of Torah because it's reaching, it's there to reach anyone, no matter where they're at. <speaking in Hebrew> so there's no Jew that can't, any Jew can learn Torah and understand it on the level that they are. I'm not talking about comparing higher to lower. We're just saying the access is for everyone. And the Rebbe, the Rebbe Saul believed in that. He instilled that within every one of his Talmidim and Talmidot, that there's something in the Torah for every single person. Just bring it to them. Just bring it to them. Whatever you know, just bring it to them. There's something waiting for every single person. Just bring it to them. It's such a mussar for um, people that always think they have to be only providing Torah on a certain high level all the time, right? It's like such a... Do you understand what I'm saying? You could say the most simple Torah and you have no idea who needs to hear it at any given moment. Okay, so now the Rebbe is going to wrap this up but in a way that only he he could do it. So, So, it's true. Each of these things within the schus of each of the of, of each of the of Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. So we said, Aaron dies and Miriam dies, what stopped momentarily? Right. Now what's the difference in time between the death of Miriam and the death of Aaron? What's Aaron's yardsite? hey of yeah hey of i believe is is a uh, right sorry rosh chodesh of the hey Av. Yeah, yeah yeah so what is that it's like four or five months there it's things stop momentarily and then they pick up again why he says in the merit of Moshe mosher these things came back why? And this I want us to listen to these words carefully. The Rebbe would have never said this about himself. I believe the Masorah is he was always referring to his father in law whenever he mentioned stuff like this. But now that we're he's an Olama Ha'emes, and, and we're we're here, I believe so strongly that this is for us to understand. This is obviously Ari's Kashra's Torah. <laughs> Because the real leader, maybe they have certain qualities that they're more known for. And while others are able to supply and provide in other areas, when that is removed as well, the leader has to fill in the other things that, moment, that also are, that people need, even if it's not exactly what he resembled. What does that mean? Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, each of them did their thing. And like you pointed out, Shoshana, it was beautiful. Each of them have their own matala; They have their own thing that they're bringing to the table. You could have said Moshe Rabbeinu could have brought all three. It wouldn't, wouldn't have shocked anyone. But the Torah, but the Chazal explained this, no? And Rashi says right there. Each of them had to bring their own thing, the Seder. But the moment that something's missing... A shvach leader says, well, okay, I just listen. I, I have to uh, I have to be myself. And I am, this is my thing. And, and hopefully, this the way that what I'm doing will be enough for everybody. If others still need things and someone's not doing it, a real leader says, I'm doing this now as well. I have to bring this as well. Rotem atzmo. That means you, you, you. Interesting that name, rotem. Rotem. Yeah. So harness I mean, that's how yes how would you say that and how would you say that in a full puzzle like how would you how would you say that in a full translation what does he say over here i wonder what the word was in yiddish that he said whatever is needed i'm there it doesn't matter that's a real manig no 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 it's a lashon tough man it means like she like you were saying to harness yourself meaning Whatever is needed, doesn't matter what I'm good at or what I'm not good at. If something's needed, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way to provide it. Lamshaneh, that's a real leader. So he says, "Zot chunatosh el manigi Yisrael amiti." This, this is, this is what a real, real leader is all about. Shehu doeg lechol tzarchei am. Umeachar shebechol yoydi yesh nitzot zvim Moshe l'abino. And since there is a spark of myshir Rabbeinu in each of us, mikan shekol echad veechad chayav laasot lema naklal. So the rebbe is saying, you may be thinking, I'm only talking about my father-in-law, and the rebbe is telling us today, 29 years later, and you now now may be thinking that I'm only talking about me and what made me great. But the rebbe is saying, but we know that there's a spark of myshir Rabbeinu in each and every one of us. The Rebbe is still not letting us off the hook. It's unbelievable. He's saying, if you see something that's needed, you've got to figure out a way that you're in the world, that the way that you conduct yourself in this world, is filling the needs of Amcha Yisrael. Not on the level that it's all on you to take it on, but it's, but it's all on you to not ignore what you can do. K'asher nif'aret pir'etza, benotseret ba'ya when there's a pierza when there's a, a like a a pierza means like a, a break in the right like a it is a pierza when there's a breach and there's a problem that we have en adam israel yakholomar listen en ze iski it's not my problem ha khova motelt al kol yudi lesaya kchol yakholotar be tzorechi am israel meaning I think the, what the Rebbe is, is is teaching us right now so strongly, is that and I and I'm you know we always talk about this. We need a real manhig. We need a real and of course we do. Why? Because there's so many amcha There's so many needs that Am Yisrael has. There's so much we need. We need we need someone that will be able to tend to the flock and to take responsibility and be that level of greatness. And it's true, but until that happens. The Rebbe is saying, where's my Rabbeinu's spark within you that allows yourself to say, I'm just waiting for that manik to come. And that is why since Gimel Tam was 29 years ago, there are an additional 5,000 Chabad houses that have opened. So this, in, and it's only going to grow. You know, it shouldn't have to grow for too long. Mashiach should come. But as long as Mashiach doesn't come, it's, these numbers are only going to be growing. Why? Because the Rebbe put something so deep into us this nekuda of manhigut, of leadership. He instilled and instills, and it continues to instill within each and every one of us so deeply that when you see something that's needed, there's no way in the world that Hashem showed it to you to show you, to to remind you, don't take on too much. You're good at what you do. Don't worry. It's not your problem. It doesn't he was a pretty empowering individual. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it too. Not you, really, you know, iski. iski. You can, we don't live in a, in a metzivus of saying, this is not my, listen, it's not my thing. Ma'esha Rabbeinu could have said, I think I have enough on my plate. Now, again, what this means, Lamaya said that it came back in the schus of Ma'esha. I don't understand what this means. We're just learning the Davami mitoch davar. What it means is that the Chazal are telling us, that the second that Moshe Rabbeinu saw that a need wasn't met, he said, if I'm a leader, if I'm truly a leader, it's not that I can do a magic trick and figure this one out, but it's that whatever, I, whatever the people need, this is what I'm here for in this world. And that's not just for the tzaddikim. It's for us simple yidin as well. When we see things that are needed, that are missing, we dive into Hashem, please enlighten me to see in myself how I could provide it. Listen, the Mishnah Pirkei Avus makes it very clear. I think it's the healthiest balance in the world. Lo alecha You don't have to do everything. You don't have to finish everything. But you have no exemption of trying to figure out how you could play a role over here. So I know in today's day of where the, where the talk of mental health is, Baruch Hashem, getting bigger and bigger. And even though still a lot to do in the field. And a lot, of that, a lot of that talk in that world has to do with not overdoing it, not taking on too much. I don't think that's what the Rebbe is speaking about over here. And the Rebbe is really saying to us, if tune into the nikud of Meishu Rabbeinu that's inside of you, and you'll see, that there's something in you that's able to really help. What, when you see what people's needs are, there's something in you that, that that's able to help. Now, when we learn Torah from someone that has a great idea, but we don't see it in them, we have to work much harder to imagine what it looks like. But when we learn Torah from someone whose words are so close, they're one with their being in the world, it's really like, we really, we really have... Within, we, we have we have the greatest example of someone living this teaching. The greatest example of someone living this teaching. There was an interview with one of the politicians, I forget which one, that they came back from Singh the Rebbe, and they said, that they, he was asked in the Israeli media, what impressed you the most about Rabbi Schneerson, right? I hate when people say that. But that's what they said. Even though they weren't trying Sometimes to be... I'm giving them kav schus right now. But they, they don't mean anything bad, they just whatever. Like Rabbi Schneerson. We don't say Rabbi Schneerson. It's not a I don't know what that means. Rabbi Schneerson. Even saying that sounds Mamash not covered it. But they Machi right? so, so so I couldn't believe it. The person said, Shma A ben Adam That's that, <laughs> that is what <laughs> impressed the person the most that he didn't take that he didn't take one day vacation his whole life. That, that that that's what impressed him the most. But you know what? If you're a manhig, then someone always needs something. Someone always does need something. So that's le- that level of, you know, that level of manhigus, that's my shrubinu manhigus. Why should could have said, "Listen, I'm exhausted. I'm 118, 100, because he was he was around 118 over here, 119. Because if you if if they were in the desert for 40 years, right? And this is the 38th year of being in the desert, and he starts his whole shift at 80. So of course we understand he's he's probably pretty. T- he, it's probably he's probably pretty tired. He hit the rock toward the end of his life. Yeah. So this is like a. This is like a, a, a beautiful calling to us to say, even if you feel you don't have more, you have more. You have more. Like if you know Allah, it's Allah. Right. You have more. You have more koach than whatever you think. You have more. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is in you. Moshe Rabbeinu is in me. If you ask the Rebbe, how did he do anything? He would say, what do you mean? I'm just like you. I have Moshe Rabbeinu in me as well. That's the only thing. Now, the, the piece, and, and the other side of the page, is... um. Basically, it's another take on... I thought we could, we could get to it, but because we, we started late, we're not going to get to it. But I, I would highly recommend taking it on because what this piece is, is showing us is how the, the real tzaddikim keep on sustaining you even when they're not physically in this world. Mm. So it's, it's, an, it's a very important piece. It's a very important piece for, for Gimbal Tamus, definitely. Um, and in the context of our with, with the with the man and the water... And the Anane'a Kavod, so I would definitely uh, hold on to it. And today's also a, a very, very, very powerful day to daven for Mashiach. Because no one raised the awareness of Mashiach more than the Rebbe ever in any generation. So today's a very big day to daven for the Mashiach. Daven that I can, that the way that I daven for Mashiach is needed. To believe that the way that I'm crying for Geula may be, may be the tipping point. Maybe, maybe, could be. Could very well be and if it could be and there's no exemption of me by saying listen in iski i daven for other things can you imagine someone coming to that conclusion saying i daven a lot my thing is to daven more for a of people and or, or i don't know there's no exemption for any year to be davening for mashiach and screaming every single day specifically on game Specifically on a day where thousands of Jews went to uh, Levias this week, and there's thousands of Jews that are screaming and crying. So, Dafka today and Gimal was more than ever, Bezvat are screaming and crying for Mashiach. It is our business. We should hear good news, everyone.